freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today is Sunday, July 31st, 2011. The network's website is oraclebroadcasting.com, and this show is live here every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. That's 4 to 6 p.m. Central Time. And we have a good show lined up here for you today. We're going to be talking about the religion of the New World Order, of the dark New World Order, I should say. We're going to be talking about the underlying religion of the globalist occultists. What is their religion? How widespread is it? What are the ideologies it espouses? That's what the focus of today's show is going to be on. And this is the end of our looking into the darkness. It won't be totally the end of it. I mean, we'll revisit topics every now and again, but from here on out, I want to make this show a solutions-oriented show. And I want to bring people on who think along those lines of solution think and get their perspectives. So you'll be hearing some more guests on the show, hopefully. And um, we're going to be talking about how to get out of the hell that we're basically trapped in here on Earth as far as the diminishing freedoms and the ever-increasing centralization of control that's taking place here on our planet. So coming up in a few minutes, a discussion on the old religion, a discussion about Satanism and dark Luciferianism. And we'll be breaking down the ideologies that these religions contain in detail. So this show isn't going to be for the faint of heart. And nor was last week's. And I, you know, have to tell people I got a little bit uh, intense and I got a little bit enraged on last week's show because we talked about what the agenda of these individuals is all about. And I started talking about the people who are either wittingly or unwittingly helping 
these psychopaths to achieve this agenda. And when I do that, I get a little bit impassioned and uh, I got a little bit intense. And I know a lot of people uh, can't handle that. But uh, that, you know, that's okay. Uh, sometimes people need to hear something that is harsh in order to spur them forward and make them take a deeper look at things and indeed sometimes to take a deeper look at themselves. So uh, I stand by everything I said last week and I make no apologies for having said them. Uh, I may do a show in the future on why people tend to want to hear soft pleasant tones as opposed to uh, you know some tough love from time to time. I have a lot of uh, ideas about that, uh, about emotional mind control. That's how the news gets us to buy all the poison that they sell us. You know, they put it in sweet, pleasing tones. We'll pick this up on the other side, and we'll get into our topic of discussion, Satanism as the religion of the dark new world order. We'll be right back. I was born a shotgun in my hands Behind the gun All right, folks, we're back here on What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today, we're going to be delving down deep into the darkness of Satanism and dark Luciferianism. We will explain what these ideologies are, what these, indeed, religions are all about. And uh, we will be breaking down the uh, foundational tenets of these religions and uh, some people will notice there are no images posted to the show page for today's show because I'm really going to focus on these ideologies on what they really are because many people have extreme misperceptions of what these religions are and think of them in ways that they completely have nothing to do with um, yet they don't understand how deeply interwoven into the very fabric of this society the religion of Satanism really is. And I'll tell you a personal anecdote a little bit later in the show uh, about something that, that occurred that showed me how, how much people in my very own family uh, relate to this ideology and indeed live it on a day-to-day -day basis without even understanding what it is. So no, sh no images for today's show and that's done deliberately to really get people to focus on what is actually being said here as far as what the ideology that underlies these religions are. And the first thing I want to do to jump into the topic is reiterate the definition of the word religion because some people will insist that these are not religions. And that was my take on Satanism when I first became involved with it many years ago. I did not consider it a religion. I considered it a philosophy. And indeed, it is most certainly a religion, and it is indeed most certainly not a philosophy. By definition of both of those words, a religion coming from the Latin verb religare, and I'm, you know, I, we've gone over this many, many times, that is where the word religion is derived from. That is the etymology of the word. People will debate that until they're blue in the face. Go right ahead. Religion comes from religare in Latin, which means to tie back, to bind, or to hold back, or thwart. Okay? Now, 
there is an alternative definition, a way of looking at the word religion, that it can mean to retie or to reconnect, okay? So a true religion would reconnect one to the truth, to the light, to the higher self, to the essence of pure consciousness, okay? Unity consciousness. The religions of the world that have been set up as a method of control and distraction, distraction to pull people away from the truth, to tie them back from realization of the higher self, okay, is more in line with how I'm using this word in this connotation, in this context, okay? That's what a religion is. It's something that holds someone back in their progress, in their evolutionary progress in consciousness. That is what the word means. Philosophy, on the other hand, is derived from Greek roots, philos meaning love and sophos meaning wisdom. Okay? So, it is the love of wisdom. And again, wisdom we've talked about many, many times on this show as not necessarily just being equivalent to knowledge, but being putting knowledge into action, actually taking action based on the knowledge that you have. And that knowledge must be based in truth for it to be considered wisdom. So the love of wisdom is taking action upon knowledge that has been gained that, re that, it, that is true, okay? Something based in truth and then acting upon it. Not believing in lies and then acting upon those lies. No uh, philosophy will be found there. There is no love of wisdom in taking actions that are based on untruths. So keep these definitions in mind when we talk about Satanism today because Satanism is a religion and it is not a philosophy by definition. So what is the religion of the dark new world order? Well, it's really a dichotomy. There's a, a two-fold religion. The largest by far the largest aspect of it is known as Satanism, and you can call that many different names, okay? Uh, you can call it Setianism, okay? Aligning oneself with the dark Egyptian god Set. In the modern day, it's, it tends to be called Satanism because of the, um, the, the Christian personage called Satan that people identify with as the force of evil, okay? But it's so much deeper than that. When we understand all of the forces that lead to chaos in this world, which is what we've discussed for over a year now, the forces of mind control, the forces of keeping people in lower states of consciousness for selfish egoic purposes so that a small class of people can gain an advantage, a tactical advantage in knowledge and therefore rule over people who lack that knowledge. So Satanism is a huge part of this, but Luciferianism actually trumps Satanism in this hierarchy. And it is really who the highest level dark occultists are. They are Luciferians. And I want to make a distinction in 
types of Luciferians. There are light and dark Luciferians because the, the concept of Lucifer, and here's where many people will also disagree, simply means bringer of light. This is a symbol. Uh, again, I don't, I don't envis envisage Satan as a being or an entity, nor do I envis envisage Lucifer as a being or an entity. These are forces at work in the world. And these forces wield control over people, over human beings. And I would go so far as to say they often inhabit humans and put them on strings like puppets so that they will do their bidding. Now, Lucifer, the word, is based upon light. Lux in Latin means light. And ferro ferre in Latin means to bring or to carry. So Lucifer is to bring or carry the light. It's a, it's a way shower, a light bearer. That's all it really means. And this is a symbol because light represents knowledge. It represents the ability to process, to take in, process, and use information accurately. All right? And the dark occultists who are the Luciferians at the higher level have this knowledge, they have this light, and they are using it for their own purposes. Well, that information and knowledge can be used for transformative purposes and awakening people as well. It's the same information. It's information that has been hidden or occulted. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Folks, this is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We were talking about Satanism and dark Luciferianism. I was talking about Lucifer as being a symbol, a concept representing bringer of light. And this is what the dark Luciferians who actually control the Satanists of the world, how they view uh, this concept, that they have the light, they are the enlightened ones, Everybody else is in a state of ignorance, and therefore they have every right, they have divine right to steer uh, the direction of the entire species as they see fit, regardless of what that means, regardless of it even might mean that they need to call people from time to time and reduce world population, which is one of their huge agendas. And we'll be talking about eugenics today as one of their uh, main goals and uh, this, has been, uh, this has been one of their um, modus operandi uh, since time immemorial, really, because a smaller population is easier for them to control than one that has mass numbers of people. Uh, and um, right now, many more people are waking up to their agenda than ever have before in the past. So, you know, to, to call that population down and keep it small is to keep it manageable. Well, we'll be getting into that in a little bit. What I want to go to is the vast numbers of people who subscribe to the New World Order religion are perhaps subscribing to it without even understanding it, without even knowing 
that this is the religion that they are living every day. Some people who in name only call themselves Christian, who people in name only will call themselves a Freemason, who people in name only will call themselves a Jew or a Buddhist, etc. And we can go on and on, every type of religion or um, tradition, really are living a satanic lifestyle. But what does that mean? Well, in order to understand what that really means, we need to delve deep into the ideology that underlies the satanic religion. So let's begin doing that now and look at what are, what are the main tenets, the main uh, underlying beliefs of this religion. Well, the first and foremost, and the thing that every other belief of this religion is based upon is the concept of identification with the ego mind. That's number one, first and foremost. Without the identification with the ego mind, all of the things that follow from that basic fundamental axiom could not occur. So what, what is ego identification? Well, we talked about this on this show way in the past, probably over a year ago. And we talked about this as being one of the main barriers to true self-realization. One of the main barriers to spiritual awakening. Ego identification is believing that you are your body and your thoughts, essentially. That's what it is. It is identification with the five senses as being the only way that reality can be perceived. And the, the, the five sense material world is all that exists. Okay, so nothing outside of what our antennas, so to speak, our equipment that pick up the vibratory energy in our 3D realm that we live in, okay, that pick up in this limited frequency band that you can prove is very limited and narrow, okay? So in other words, we perceive visible light in a very small spectrum, but there's an infinity of wavelengths on both sides of that spectrum. It just happens that our equipment called the human eye can only pick up the frequencies that exist in that narrow bandwidth. It's the same principle of a radio or television station. It broadcasts over a particular set of frequencies. Now, does that mean while that's broadcasting that there are no other frequencies in existence? If we turn on a television set, we are tuning into a specific frequency, or we turn on a radio, we're tuning into a specific frequency. Well, every one of the frequencies is bombarding that radio and indeed bombarding us in the room with that radio but we're not hearing them all simultaneously we're tuned to a narrow band okay and that just happens to be what we are perceiving at any given time it doesn't mean that's all that exists the equipment only picks up certain frequencies and only picks up certain frequencies at given times depending on how it's tuned okay so we have to understand we exist in an infinity of frequencies, in an infinity of densities, if you will. 
And what Satanism, what its basic tenet, its under, first and foremost underlying tenet is that only that which the equipment that we possess can pick up or perceive is reality. Everything else can be ignored. It has no bearing on anything. Don't try to explain it. Don't try to come to understand it. Only be identified with what you can see, hear, taste, smell, and touch. And do everything you can to gratify those five senses. Because the second primary tenet of Satanism is that death is the cessation of consciousness for all time. Now, what you're hearing right now, you will probably already recognize as being a way of seeing the world and a way of being in the world that many, many, many people in Western civilization subscribe to on a daily basis. People live like this every single day. Thinking that death is the end, this existentialism, okay, this I exist and then I'm gone, okay, being in nothingness, living for a brief time and your life is parentheses in the infinity that exists on both sides of it, These, this tiny, tiny, you, you could already see how limiting, how built upon limitation this worldview is, okay? Everything is small and limited in this worldview, except one thing, the ego. The ego, identification with the self, lowercase s, the physical worldly self, and one's own thoughts and one's own desires, regardless of how selfish or ignoring of anyone else's needs those desires may be, are what are put upon a pedestal and fed. That is what is fed and given strength in Satanism. Okay, now already many people will be confused or surprised that this is what this religion is. This is the main tenets of this religion. And you'll recognize that this is how most people in society think. And there's a reason for that. It's because the directors, the social engineers of the world order that we are moving ever closer toward want this religion propagated because it is the religion of slavery. If you think this way, if you live this way, you cannot ever really, truly be free. And I'll explain why that is as we go forward looking into this dark ideology called Satanism. Stay with us, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. We are back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We're talking about Satanism as the religion of the dark New World Order Empire. 
We were looking at ego identification as the first tenet of Satanism. One of the other very important tenets of this religion is that death is the cessation of consciousness. These two things combined leads to a very dark and poisoned worldview. And it's a very fear-filled worldview. It is one that places the physical above all aspects of the spiritual, hence the inverted pentagram that is their main symbol. The four forces of the material world, earth, air, water, and fire, being raised above the fifth and all-important element of spirit, which unifies and binds together the other four. So, what other tenets is in these, this religion for the diseased mind, the psychopath? is really who subscribes to this religion. The person in schism, the schizoid personality, the person who has tremendous levels of imbalance, particularly toward the left brain hemisphere. This is a left brain hemispherical dominant religion. When the left brain is chronically lived and dwelled in and there is no balance toward the right or sacred feminine or creative and nurturing hemisphere of the brain and the heart or emotion is left out of the equation altogether. This is how the personality goes more and more and more toward this level of imbalance toward the left. And indeed, this is why it is known as the left-hand path. That is what this religion is known by its adherents. They generally will refer to it more often than not uh, as the left-hand path, even as opposed to the name Satanism. They call it the left-hand path. The left-hand path really encompasses Satanism and Luciferianism, dark Luciferianism. See, I always want to catch myself when I say that because there is a, dif a difference between dark Luciferianism and just Luciferianism in general, just as there is a difference between dark Masonry and Freemasonry in general. Okay? So, these subtle distinctions should be made and kept in mind. So let's look at other tenets of this religion. Man as just another animal is very important. They look at man as no different than any other animal in the animal kingdom. And I would make a case against this tenet as well. There are many ways, almost too numerable to count, in which man is completely different than the rest of the animal kingdom. Yes, are we a member of the animal kingdom? Certainly. Are we just another animal? Absolutely not. We're gifted with talents and abilities that no other animal on this planet has. Now, that doesn't give us a right, I feel it doesn't give us a right to totally rule over them and use them for whatever purposes we want. I think they have a right to life and the pursuit of their happiness in their environments as they see fit as well. Which is why I don't participate in taking part of the meat diet. I'm a strict vegetarian and have been for a few years now. And I made that decision because I feel that as we do to others, will be done to us. If we keep farms, we'll be kept on a farm. But many people aren't ready to to hear that either, you know, they're not there yet as far as their spiritual development is concerned, and that's okay. 
Um, but again, I just feel I believe in the as above so below principle that the universe is self-similar across scales. And if we don't want to be kept as farm animals, we probably shouldn't keep farm animals. Um, to me, it flows logically. That's a logical progression. But many people will vehemently, uh, you know, uh, fight fight against that, and uh, you know, humanity will be continued to be kept as a farm animal. And you know, that that's just basically how things go here. People don't want to learn and change. Bad things continue to happen to them. They think they can continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And that's the definition of being crazy. You know, continuing to do the same thing and think something's going to change is, is insanity. That is being crazy. So to continue with uh, the, this idea of man as just another animal, as what uh, Satanists believe, uh, this could easily be disproven simply by doing what we've already done here on this show, and that's look at the structures of the human brain. Yes, we have two brains that resemble the uh, brain structures that are in the animals in the animal kingdom, namely the reptile complex of the brain, the R complex, and the mammalian brain known as the limbic system. But we also have an extraordinarily developed neocortex this is the part of the brain known as the telencephalon, and the neocortex is the outer part of the telencephalon where all the neural activity that we, that we use for thinking and creating takes place at, on the outer uh, portion of the telencephalon. And this is what makes us truly human and what no other animal has as much access to or even as large of a telencephalon. As, as human beings do. So you look at the capabilities that are imparted by the neural activity that takes part in this part of the brain, okay? And of course, it comes from a higher level of being than even that. It's not, it doesn't come from the physiology. The capability uh, to make us operate it in the physical domain operates through the physiology. I'm not saying that's its source, but you look at the human brain and you look at the left brain being the logical, scientific, linear thinking, the linear processor, and the right brain being uh, the part of the brain that helps us engage in creative thought, nonlinear thinking, uh, compassion and empathy, etc. And when we really work toward balancing that and bringing those two parts of the brain into a, 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 a holistic uh, oneness, okay? then new vistas of consciousness open up that no other animal can attain to. Certainly not to the extent that a human being is capable of. And that's why we're in a unique position on this planet. And that's why we should take seriously our role as stewards of this place. Not owners of it, but stewards of it, caretakers. And it's too bad we don't take care of ourselves or this planet. So, Satanists diminish the role of humanity on this world and just look at us as another animal. Well, if we're just another animal and there are no special or unique capabilities of humanity, which I would say is absolutely not the case, 
then we can just simply act as other animals. It just logically follows. If we're, we're another animal, we can act as, as the lion acts in the field, or we can act as a hyena acts, or we can act as uh, a, a wolf acts, or a snake. There's no difference. So just let our base animalistic instincts rule. Um, acknowledge that uh, that's who we really are. And, uh, and don't, don't try to ever curb any of those base passions or instincts. Don't try to ever elevate our consciousness. Don't try to ever raise up our fellow man. Just live like an animal. That's one of the basic tenets of this religion. And that means you could essentially do whatever you want as long as you don't get caught doing it. Does that sound familiar? How many people do you think would live like that if given carte blanche... Uh, Go ahead, go, go right ahead and live like that if there were no repercussions in any form. Right now, most of the repercussions happen in through this thing, this other out of control aspect that we call man's law, which is the only reason people don't generally act like that is because they're kept in fear of the consequences. Not because natural law and its tenets and foundational principles are in complete antithesis to acting that way and they have recognized that out of their own discovery and out of their own seeking but because they just fear the reprisal that will happen to them by the even bigger dominators, the even bigger takers on this planet called governments. So Man as just another animal, a huge tenet of this religion. Now, that will lead us to the main tenet. Okay? Even, even it's wider scale than just the ego identification, than just um, man as another animal. And this is moral relativism, is what this religion enshrines. The idea that there is no such thing as objective right or wrong and this is a big one and we'll be exploring this on the other side as well as we'll be going to the phones as well I know there's a couple of people still waiting hang on I will get to your calls today we'll be exploring moral relativism relativism on the other side and perhaps going to a couple of phone calls stay with us folks this is what on earth is happening you know the Constitution Okay, folks, we're back on What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Before the break, we were talking about moral relativism as one of the main tenets of the satanic religion, of this ideology for psychopathic individuals. So what is moral relativism? Well, it's the idea that there is no such thing as objective right or wrong that there is no such thing as any sort of natural law or moral code by which we should be guiding our life according to. That there are no repercussions for our actions, ultimately, unless we get caught by another person who is going to take some action out against us. That essentially we can do whatever we want to anyone we want to as long as we can get away with doing it that we're prepared to face the physical repercussions of our actions 
according to the way things are working in this world. But if, let's say, we were isolated on a desert island someplace and we wanted to uh, kill somebody so that we would have more food, well, then go right ahead. Right is what's right for you in any given moment. And wrong is what is wrong for you in any given moment. But essentially, we get to make that up based on the... the um, uh, the experience that we're having at any given time, how we personally feel about the situation, what our likes or dislikes, our preferences happen to be. I call this being the arbiter of truth. Well, if there's no right or wrong, objectively, if I have no way of actually gauging the morality of my decisions or behaviors, I get to make it all up. I'm the arbiter of truth, or in other words, I'm God. And that's exactly what Satanists think. They are their own God. Their ego, their body, their personality is God to them. That's it. That's the God they serve. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I would suggest and submit to you, this is exactly where Western society has been headed for a, a number of years. This pure, hedonistic, egoistic way of living and being in the world, not caring about anybody else but oneself. Maybe, maybe your immediate family and relatives surrounding you who might be in a position to help you out from time to time. Maybe that. But it's look out for number one, me, me, me. That's what this society has become. And that's why it's going into chains. That's why it's going into shackles, into a prison cell, slam the door, lock it up, throw away the key, bet on it. Unless that way of thinking and being in the world is changed quickly. Because that's what, again, I'll say this again, that's what this religion is. This is the religion of slavery. That's why the New World Order wants so many people to subscribe to it. Because the dark occultists who are running the show are the dark Luciferians and they're the ones with these puppets on their strings called Satanists who they know just for a little bit of temporal and worldly power will allow themselves to be put on their strings and be told to dance, puppet, dance. And they'll do whatever they tell them to do. They'll, they'll completely carry out their agenda just as long as they have a full belly just as long as they have a, a roof over their head just as long as they have the car they want to drive just as long as they have the amount of money in the, their bank account they want to have they don't care about anybody else because that's what Satanism is all about it's about the cremation of care it's about purging the heart from the the essence of the individual and I, I told you I would tell you an anecdote and it, this seems like a good time, and then maybe I'll go to the phones for a little bit. I'll give the call-in number as well. I laid out that all the tenets of Satanism to a relative, and I won't say who the relative is, and not even because you know I want to protect their identity, but it's so embarrassing that I don't even want my, the, the relative to even be traced back to this. That's how I'm, I'm without their knowledge, respecting uh, their complete, ignorance and ineptitude at understanding anything in spiritual evolution. Uh, so I'm not going to give their identity. I'm just going to tell you what the interaction was. 
okay? I said to this relative, I, I, I said, I'm going to show you on this screen some tenets. And I had a, a phone there, and I, 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 I did not show the title of the document. The title of the document was The Main Ideological Tenets of the Satanic Religion. And it contained all of these tenets, okay? And I went through them one at a time, and I just read them all. And as I was reading them, this person had no problem with each one. And, and in turn, basically said to me, yeah, that's pretty much how I think things are. Yeah, that's pretty much how I think things are. Yeah, that's pretty much how I think things are. In turn, each tenet. And when I was finished, I said, well, you agree with all of that? And this person said, yeah, absolutely. That's basically how I live my life. And that's what I think. That's how I live my life. That's how I see things in the world. And I'm okay with that. And I said, okay. I scrolled up to the top. I took my finger. I scrolled up to the top on the phone. I showed them the title of the document. And the title of the document said, The Main Ideological Tenets of the Satanic Religion. They looked at it for about five seconds, then looked at me, and the, the, these are the exact words that came out of their mouth. Quote, well, then I guess that makes me a Satanist, end quote. Let's go to the phones. Caller, you're live on what on earth is happening. How are you and what do you have for us? Are you talking to me? Yes, I am. You're, you're, you're live on the air. Hi. Hi. Yeah, you're going to want to lower the radio so it doesn't create that echo? I'll let you take care of that. You want to lower your radio so that echo isn't created, and then we'll be able to hear you loud and clear, okay? So I'll give you a minute for that, and then I'll go back to you. All right, here we go. Let's try it again. Again, again, again. Can you hear me now? Caller, you have to completely lower the, 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 uh, the um, speakers. You have to turn them off. Otherwise, we're going to get feedback. So I'll, I'll get back to you in a minute. Let's see. We have another caller live on what on earth is happening. Let's see what they have for us. Caller, are you there? Okay. Hello, caller? Are you talking? Yes, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. What do you have for us today? Are you talking to me, Mark? Yes, I am. Oh, okay, great. Well, that's wonderful. Oh, I want to say you've given me some great tools, and I have some solutions that have been working for me, and it's based on what we thought of. Sure. It's green language. Fantastic. Um, hold on a second, because I can't hear you. I'm on my phone. Hold on a second. Sure. You're coming. Um, you're coming through okay. It's a little bit muffled, but we can basically hear what you're saying. So go right ahead. Well, um, I mean, you could go and uh, break down um, the word Illuminati in green language. I think you'll have some fun doing this. Well, caller, you're breaking up there. But go go ahead. Okay, break break um, it down for us. Okay, you have ill. That means not good. And then you have loom for illumination. Right. And then and then man and at eye. So you're darkening the third eye of man. It's right there. Cer that certainly works for the dark Illuminati. Absolutely. That is what they're attempting oh, yeah. to do. I'm 
There's so right, much contained in the language that we speak that if we only become conscious of it, we'll see that this world that we're living in is actually controlled through words. And if we just understand the, the basic principles upon which language is built, we would be able to open up our consciousness to an extent that we could scarcely imagine right now. Uh, the study of language is just utterly uh, incredible. It's, it's a fascinating topic to undertake. I wish more people would look at the language and go into the roots of language because when you do that, you understand what it is uh, we're being told and uh, what we're being uh, basically um, fed uh, on a daily basis, and it's not always a good thing, you know. Uh, sometimes words can be uh, really empowering, and we can learn a lot from just what they are telling us about, uh, you know, um, how they how we operate with the world at large. And sometimes they control us if we are unaware of what they are saying at a, at a deeper level. Well, that's a fact, and well, and I've been reaching a lot of people because I also point out that Jesus in his parables. He's, he's talking about natural law, and also in our book, right, that's based on natural law. That's exactly right. And more people should look at the message that is actually being spoken in the Bible, particularly in the New Testament, and understand that all of that is a, a basis in natural law try to get us to live that way. We'll pick this up on the hey, other side. This is Jack Blood, host of Deadline Live. It is there to get people to live in contradiction with natural law and to accept that they are the arbiters of truth. They get to make up what's right or wrong. See, moral relativism means that right is what's right for me at any given moment. Wrong is what's wrong for me at any given moment. There is no objective standard of right or wrong. There is no objective standard of morality. Therefore, rights are meaningless because rights are based on what is right, what is not wrong to do to another. So, if there is no right or wrong, no one has any rights. And man could basically do whatever he wants as God here. Does this sound familiar? This is exactly what the entire control system is based upon. This is why a law can be made on the other side of one imaginary boundary called a country that forbids a certain activity and you step across that imaginary boundary into another so-called country and that activity is just fine to do. Well, how can that be? If there, it, How could one country say this is wrong and you will be punished for doing it? There will be physical repercussions on your actions if you do this thing here, but if you do it over here, it's not wrong. It's okay to do that. This is utter nonsense. 
and always has been utter nonsense. It's just the game of mind control. Because the elitist who rules that imaginary border, that's his little pen in which he controls his animals on his farm. And he doesn't like that activity. So he says that can't be done here. Well, this leader, this elite so-called, in this pen over here in this country, he thinks it's fine for his his cattle in, to do that activity. That doesn't bother him that much. And so that's okay there. And that's all law is. That's all man's law is. Now, always has been and, and always will be. Because it's not based in natural law. It's based on tastes and preferences and what somebody at a particular time felt was okay for them. Not what was right. That's why all law of man is not based in right. It is, has nothing to do with natural law rights. It has to do with the preferences of the dominator in any given region at any given time. And it's a methodology of mind control. And it's based in moral relativism, not natural law, which does not consider boundaries, whether natural boundaries or otherwise. It's in effect in every single solitary space of the universe. No matter where you are at in it, no matter what time you are at in it, natural law is applying. It is in effect. And we're going to go deeply into natural law, what it is, how it operates, and how we can align ourselves with it as part of the first part of the solutions-based approach that I'm going to cover on this show in weeks to come. Stay with us. We'll be right back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. We'll be getting more into the ideology of Satanism and dark Luciferianism on the other side of this break. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Let's continue to look at some of the other foundational tenets of Satanism as a religion. So we just looked at moral relativism. Well, what moral relativism will inevitably and invariably lead to in society once enough people subscribe to it, is a wonderful little ideology known as social Darwinism. Social Darwinism is this idea that man lives as just another animal, and as such, since the theory of Darwinism is based on this idea of survival of the fittest, or really survival of the most ruthless, that man needs to become the most ruthless within his species, become sort of an interspecies predator, so he can come out on top, and that is the gauge of success in society. Therefore, we can create all kinds of manipulation games, we can create all kinds of machinations, we can create all kinds of... Um, uh, control-based systems that basically keep certain people in the dark, keep certain people down, um, feed them poison, manipulate their currencies that they use for me means of exchange, 
get them to subscribe to completely nonsensical ideas and religions just so long as we profit from that. Just so long as we come out with a tactical advantage and come out on higher ground than them. Because after all, that's the whole goal of life if you're a social Darwinist. That means essentially do whatever you want to other people to keep them down so long as you come out on top. And that's one of the main goals of Satanism. You, yourself, since you are separate from everything else and you are completely based in the physical world, that's your identity, okay? And you don't believe in right or wrong. Those are just, those are just invented constructs by the religious-minded. And again, I have absolutely no dealings with religion. I don't consider that I have a religion or something that's holding me back from the truth. I don't put my consciousness in a box. I am attempting to expand it to ever and ever greater vistas of awareness. This isn't what Satanism is. Satanism is putting your consciousness in a box. Limited five-sense reality. Moral relativism. And now that leads to the idea of social Darwinism. And again, this is very, very widespread in our current society. I would say that probably over 70% of our society agrees with most of these tenets and are living. They can say in name only they're a Christian or in name only they're a Jew or in name only they're a Buddhist or in name only they follow Islam or in name only they're a Freemason and any other mystical tradition. But this is where the majority of people's heads are at in moral relativism and social Darwinism and certainly in ego identification. And I just told you that story of um, one of my own relatives who was fine with being shown the tenets of this religion as being Satanism. And then they said, well, then I guess that makes me a Satanist as if it was just the most natural thing in the world. And they had just, you know, heard that the sun uh, rose again in the morning on that day. No problem with it whatsoever. Let me give the call-in number for anyone that wants to call. I see we have a couple of people still holding on the line. I'm going to go to the calls in a moment. 866-841-1065. 866-841-1065. That's the call-in number. Be glad to hear from you and if you want to chime in on this discussion. Let's take a couple of calls right now. Larry in Louisiana, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Yeah, I hear you talking about nature's law. Uh, what's the first one for you? Well, really, it's understanding what is a wrong. How is someone else wronged? In what ways can okay. we wrong someone? See, this is the concept of the apophatic definition. And uh, let me let me lay this out. This is a great this is a great question. Okay, because. This is how we get to the understanding of natural law. We get to the understanding of natural law. It isn't to say um, what may we do. It's more about saying what we may not do. What is not a right? How many things may we not do to another person? What things that if we do to another person would be infringing upon their rights and therefore it is not one of our rights. It is then a wrong. See, this is the 
the, the defining something through the negative, which so many people want to shy away from. They don't want to look at the not. They want to say, oh, only define it by what you should do or, or the, the, uh, the affirmative. And this is where I have to say the New Age movement has completely clouded many people's judgments. They, they get them afraid of this concept of the negative and not, and not looking at something as harmful and being aware of it. You know, it's, it's, I liken it to if there's a right hook coming at your jaw, you might want to be aware so you can duck, okay? If, there's a tra if you're walking near train tracks and the train's barreling down upon you, you might want to perk up your ears or you might want to take a look at that locomotive headed in your direction and it's not negative to do so. So I'm probably going to be putting a presentation together in the near future called The Apophatic Path to Truth falling in love with the negative, okay? It's emotional mind control to always want to go away from anything that seems uncomfortable or negative. And I'm telling you, the, direct, the most direct path to enlightenment is to look at the darkness. Now, you can't get lost in it. You can't get so steeped down in it that that's where you dwell all the time. I would never suggest that to anyone. It can drive you mad if you stay looking at that continuously, which is why after a year and a half of this stuff, laying it out so that people can really deeply understand what's really going on here, we're going to start pulling back from that and looking at solutions. Once you know enough about what's really wrong, it's time to start doing something about what's wrong, taking right action. So natural law, it isn't like a series of one, two, three, four, five, six, and he, like, like the Ten Commandments, so to speak. It, it doesn't really work like that. It's understanding, having a deep, in, uh, innate understanding, deep down, of what your rights are and what your rights are not. How do your actions affect others in the real world? And therefore, do you have the right to take that action or do you not have the right to take that action? And I would say so many things that we do have the right to do are being infringed upon and usurped by the dominator law culture. And they have no right to do that and therefore should be ignored. And ultimately, if they continue to press with it, we have a right to take the necessary actions in order to protect our rights. And we can talk about what that means at a future time. But it's a good question, and natural law really should be explored, and that's why we're going to do this in depth when we get into that section, probably in a couple of weeks on the show. So we're all coming up to another break. I'll take another couple of calls on the other side, and we'll continue with some of the deeper aspects of eugenics and Satanism when we come back. Gotta keep my cool, make them think I'm made of We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. We're talking about the religion of Satanism as the religion of the New World Order today, the Dark New World Order. We've laid out some basic tenets, including ego identification, death as the cessation of consciousness, man as just another animal, moral relativism, social Darwinism. And now, what does all of that ultimately lead to? 
What does a twisted psychopathic worldview like this lead to? Well, invariably it leads to man thinking of himself as God on earth and deciding who gets to live and who gets to die. Setting their own agenda as an unquestioned ruler, which is what all dictatorships, all communist regimes, all socialist regimes, all fascist regimes, all totalitarian regimes of any kind have always seek, sought to do. Establish the state as God and then start eliminating people that oppose their view of reality. Eugenics. Cleansing the population of anyone that they see as unfit, as unworthy of life. From the Greek root, you meaning good and genere meaning create. The underlying code of life, genes. We're not bound to it. It happens to be, yes, what how traits are expressed, they're expressed through those genes in the physiology. We can change that code, actually, if we understand how it works. We don't have to be victims of it. But this is the mindset of the dominator culture. This is why the Third Reich under Hitler and Himmler and others wanted to cleanse as they saw it, the gene pool of their Reich, their order. That's where this inevitably goes. Once you buy moral relativism, once you buy pure ego identification, once you buy into social Darwinism, the slope becomes very slippery, slippery, very slippery to go headlong into a eugenics program. And this is ultimately where the dark new world order wants to take humanity into a culling, into a dark harvest, into a purging of many of the souls that are here on this planet to gain experience and knowledge. They look at it as their right to do this because they look at it as their planet to do with as they will. In their mind, they're God here. And nothing could be further from the truth. And this is why you see such a close alignment between Satanism and National Socialist ideology or Nazism. These two religions go hand in hand. And indeed, if you make any kind of an in-depth study of the Third Reich, you will invariably, if you're being honest with yourself and if you're looking into the right sources, you will invariably come to the occult connections between the Nazis and their view of reality and Satanism. This connection is deep. It's interwoven into the fabric of the Nazi order. And at the helm of it was Heinrich Himmler and his workings at Vivelsburg. And if you look into that, you'll understand that a lot of the modern satanic cult networks that are out there revere someone like Himmler and are working to accomplish the same goals that he and Hitler were working to accomplish. 
the Temple of Set is a pro- was a prime example. There's, there's it's still in existence. I know Michael Aquino really loved Heinrich Himmler and uh, patterns his entire lifestyle after him. Someone like Nicholas Schreck, who was uh, influential in the Church of Satan and the Temple of Set, reveres National Socialism as uh, something that he feels should become the the national uh, um, uh, political viewpoint of the entire world. He wants to see a globalist Nazi state. So there's a huge connection between Satanism and National Socialism. And again, people who think that that's any path to freedom are delusional because I can't think of any better slavery system than National Socialism. I mean, if people think that the Nazis and the SS members were free, you know, whether they were doing the killing or or being killed, none of those people were free. They were all inside of a cage. They were all slaves. The people who did those atrocities were under mind control, and that doesn't excuse them. That's, That's where I... D- disagree with some people who you know think we should uh, just give so much quarter to all these people because they were just manipulated. No, they're responsible for their own actions, whether they're under mind control or not. You were too spiritually weak and you let yourself get pulled into a thrall and taken under mind control. That was a choice. You wanted to abdicate your personal responsibility and hand it over to a, 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 a psychopath. Some sycophantic leader. People looking for a leader invariably are going to find one, and generally it's not going to be a good one. That's why I'm saying, people, don't look for a leader. Be your own leader. There is no leader. Look to yourself, your higher self as the leader. You know, I'm, I, I don't, don't pretend or try to be anybody's leader. I want people to think for themselves, make their own decisions about what come to an understanding of what's creating our reality through our behavior and whether it's in accordance with natural law or not. And that's how we create order or we create chaos. We're co-creators with that force and we're eternally bound to it and get over it. You know, so I'm not looking to be anybody's leader. I'm trying to help educate people and get them looking into the right path and help them to understand you're the one who's either creating order or chaos by the way you live. So stop looking at the movie screen, screaming at it and saying, I hate this movie. You're the projector of the movie. Your behavior projects the manifestation of reality that you must then experience and live in. Let's go to the phones. Brian from Washington. You are live on what on earth is happening. How are you, sir? Yeah, about how about empathy? How how immediate it is for me, and how damaged I've been by having been whether and of course I'm not I'm not blaming anyone. Uh, but uh, when we were shown images of torture during uh, previous uh, administration's wars, and somehow the media thought it was appropriate to show us these images, and and having empathy uh, with the victims of this this cruel, inhumane treatment, it's like uh, it was such an immediate sense for me of, of agony that, that, that uh, I, felt, I felt personally damaged by the fact that my country had done that, you know. And, sure. and, and I also 
I also uh, had had to negotiate with the fact that that other other warriors or terrorists do things as well that are that are harmful and damaging to life. And sure. I believe life is precious. I, I believe life is precious. And this is what I think. I I'm not certain that anything lives. I mean, I'm not certain that we live after life, but but my but what that leads me to think is that life is precious and should be maintained. Sure. Because I'm because I'm because I'm not certain of what happens afterward. Therefore, there shouldn't be, and because of that immediate sense of how precious life is and how how fragile it is, you know, that there there shouldn't there shouldn't be actions taken against uh, anyone one way or another that, that are violent or harmful right. or anything like that. That's right. So th- I mean, that's how I feel. But, but I've personally been damaged by whether my control to the media or or what you call handlers. When we, when we talk Brian, about handlers, it, up, is like, it is like a... We're coming up to a break. Hold it right there. I'll hold you through this break and you can finish up your thoughts on the other side. We'll be right back, folks. Hey folks, we're back. We're talking about empathy and compassion before this last break. And I will say to the caller, Brian, I'm going to bring him back up in a moment. I'll say, this is exactly why you don't hear a lot about uh, what's really going on in wars, because they know that that strikes an emotional chord with people. That's why so much support was lost during the Vietnam War and why so many people cried out to end it. You can keep wars going endlessly, though, if you never forge an emotional connection between people who uh, happen to understand what's really going on in that war and the events that are taking place in it. Uh, The media was still, to a certain degree, doing their job during the Vietnam War. Now, they do nothing to show us the real horrors of war. So, I'll let you come back up and finish your thoughts on that. You still with us? Yeah, but yeah, just the idea of war and and then also being dragged in. Somehow, as 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 uh, in the past, I, I'm not sure exactly how this happened, and probably as as an uh, as a matter of weakness or a matter of, of of being provoked or being or being controlled or being directed by by people who and and you know what it is if someone knows stuff about you they can jerk they can really that's right. Uh, black, they can turn you. They can blackmail you. They can put ideas in your head. Sure. And and actually, having been subjected to kind of uh, I, I wouldn't call them experiments, but you know, and having made made my share of mistakes myself, so right. so it's like um, it's a situation where it, to break free of it, you just have to know that people are still going to remember. It's like it's like my personality in the past, having or the way I reacted, having been subjected to certain forms manipulation. Of, it's a manipulation. Manipulation, and then I react to it in an unpleasant fashion. Oh, that's right. embarrassing that he's that he's talking that way. But it's like you know, I, do, I don't, I don't, you know, I want, I, I try to, I'm trying to be more Gandhi-like. I'm trying to be more peaceful. But but if but if someone's got your number, they can really twist you around, you know. And it's that's really right. difficult. I really, I really, I really try to hang on to a, to a calm sense, you know. And it's like, and also about 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 toward about how. Um, people have have confessed to things that they didn't do under the influence of. Sure. And I, I, I've looked sure. at I've looked at stuff from uh, uh, Lauren Murray. I've looked at her. Have you looked looked at her work with uh, the guy in Vancouver? They're t- they're talking about the Heart Project and all this stuff and mind control. And it's like that looks like something that happened to me, you know. And it's like I don't. It's like it's not that I don't remember. I don't want to remember. But 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 I was put in. I was put in. 
emotionally, psychologically, yes. you know, situations where I was trapped and 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 led to believe things that weren't true about myself or things I that I had not done, you know. And and and, and I don't know what techniques or technology was used at, at any given time. Well, well Brian, this like is this is something that I'm going to cover in a future show, and it's a, a concept. I want to thank you for the call. It's a concept that I call emotional mind control, and I, I've coined a term for it. I call it heart control. We talk so much about mind control, right? But we talk very little about heart control, and this is how you can persuade someone to basically act as you will them to behave, as you want them to behave or direct their behavior, okay, which is mind control essentially, but you do this through the manipulation of emotions, heart-based emotions. If we do not rule them, if we do not own them, and I don't mean keep them in a cage, I don't mean not actually feel them. I mean, don't let ourselves be ruled by them. We need to take ownership, not only of our thoughts, but of our emotions as well. See, this is the second component of consciousness. The third being the synthesis of the two, of your thoughts and your emotions, and then being born into the world as your actions. Your behaviors can be controlled both through your thoughts and the, the ideas that you're taking into your mind, and they can also be manipulated through your emotional makeup and how you feel about things that are being done or have been done. And this is a key thing to keep in mind, that there is a whole nother methodology of control out there that is based on emotional dynamics, not just thought, not just the dynamics of mind. So that's a great call uh, to bring those concepts to the forefront. Um, we'll, we'll get back into talking about Satanism, but we have another caller on the line, Mike from New York. You're live on What on Earth is Happening. Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, Mike. How are you doing? Uh, excellent. Thank you. Uh, I was giving a call uh, in reference to talking about uh, those that prefer to uh, carry uh, the positive light versus the negative light, or masons that prefer to build in the light versus try to uh, obscure the light. Um, the ones that are dark have uh, a density to them. Their vibration is slower. Um, they, they've killed their conscience and severed their connection to their higher self and uh, force us and themselves to live in the third dimensional reality that, that they're imprisoned to themselves. Um, for, for those that, that are considered, you know, uh, white hats or the white light workers that are maybe considered high level or something like that, right. uh, time is, time is going to come when humanity as a whole is going to have to make a decision on what they truly believe or don't believe. Um, you know, I, I believe that, uh, I'm not talking about 2012, but I think, you yes. know, something along the line is eventually going to come down the road where, you know, we're going to have to make a decision on, you know, it doesn't matter how much we've gained materialistic-wise. That's right. It's about how, how far we've come, you know, spiritual-wise, you know, and how we put that into motion throughout our lives. Mike, I call that moment our critical moment of choice as a species, as per the introduction of this show. So I, I totally uh, agree with that concept that there is a big collective choice looming on the horizon for our species, and there is a um, there is a palpable and very tangible um, uh, feeling of um, that that this is coming soon, and it's uh, there's this um, uh, 
I guess you could say um, quickening. There's a quickening, an acceleration exactly. that we're headed toward that moment. Um, you know, and, and I put a message out there to all the, the light workers that, you know, time is going to come where you can't keep the, the information hidden for as long as you have. Uh, the best possible way right now we've ever created is the Internet. So uh, and in order to get information out there without, you know, worrying about it being stopped is the Internet. And I think the best way to do that is to keep all, all sources of information open. So I urge all people also to. Uh, back up older copies of operating systems because uh, they will be useful later on when uh, most of the, the security technology is going to be geared towards, you know, the later operating systems and most current stuff. Uh, if you do have an older operating system and, you know, you can get the drivers, it would be a good good thing to have as well uh, in the future as, as well. As I put, put that as a word of uh, advice out there. Not a bad idea. And um, this... This quickening, this moment that we're headed to, that I call the moment of choice for our species, everyone is going to have to individually make that choice as to what side they stand on. Do they stand with the powers of darkness? Do they stand with the controllers? Or do they step out and stand in the light? And if that's your choice, I'd urge everybody who's making the choice to step out, stand in the light, align themselves with the powers of the light, Two, begin speaking this if you have not already. I often say in mailings that I send out, the universe is spoken into existence. The power of the voice, the power of putting this message out there cannot be understated. It needs to be heard. Whether you think anybody's going to change as a result of it or not, because I can even be somewhat jaded when it comes to that dynamic. Is anybody really paying attention or really listening? Is this really having any of any impact or people's lives really changing as a result? Is the dynamic changing out there? Well, you know what? I've kind of almost come to the conclusion it doesn't make a difference whether it does or not. I'm not, I've said this before and people can view this as callous or however they want to view it. I'm not really doing this for the people of this planet. I serve the force of truth, the light itself. That's why I'm here. That's what I'm defending. I'm defending the quote-unquote goddess, the sacred feminine, care, the truth, etc. That's it. That's the force I serve. I'm not here to serve people. I'm here to help people, but that's not who I serve. I can be of service to them, but I'm serving the truth. See, it's like a, a server. You know, people have this, uh, you know, it's a, kind of a technical call there with talking about the operating system as well, which we're all part of this huge operating system. And we need to act as servers. And when servers where you put information on and then people go and make a connection to it and that's how they get information. We need to be servers in our world, in our reality, and we need to serve up the truth. Okay, uh, and that that needs to actually become more and more distributed, so that more and more people are serving that truth into the world, and they make more and more connections. The BitTorrent model for the tech geeks out there, for the people who are on the BitTorrent uh, sites, that's the model we need to have: true distributed information sharing. We'll be right back on the other side of the break for the last segment, where I'll wrap things up. 
talk about what's coming on the show in future weeks. We'll be right back. Cross the Folks. sands of time. Welcome back, folks. Last segment of the show today. One of the things it says in the intro to this radio show is that what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world. And that's what we do here. We do take a look at the dark. We've shined the light pretty brightly. And we have seen just how filthy our house is. Now... As we move forward into the future, it's time to look at the methods for cleanup. How can we clean this house up? How can we make it a better, brighter place? That's what we're going to move toward into the future on this show. And I think that's going to be coming up, I've been thinking about it, in two weeks. Okay, Next week, I think what I'm going to do, and I've been kind of leading in this direction by taking a lot of calls today. I know I haven't gotten the calls in the last couple of weeks, but... Um, I think I'm going to do an all-call-in show again. I did this uh, once a few months back. It went pretty well. And I'm going to do that again, let people call in, talk about what uh, their concerns are, talk about any of the methods of mind control that we have already covered on the show, and we can talk about solutions that we're going to be discussing in the future on the show. Anything is fair game, no taboo topics. We'll take calls all next week for all two hours. So I think that'll be a good bridge between the dark and the light. And um, in two weeks' time, we will start a deep, penetrating analysis of natural law to hammer this in and really help people to develop a firm foundational basis in what natural law actually is. So that's coming up on what on earth is happening. Um, I want to just wrap up a few things about... um, Satanism. And that is to say that the religion of Satanism is the religion of the hierarchy that the New World Order wants to impose. It not only puts up on a pedestal the human ego, but it also puts up on a pedestal the concept of human authority, that man can become an authority and can basically act as God here on earth. And that is not Satanism is not the top or the highest aspect of the hierarchy that's operating here on earth. As I said, dark Luciferians control the Satanists. They are higher in the Satanic uh, Luciferian network. Okay, They are, the, the, the real distinction to keep in mind between Luciferianism and Satanism is that the dark Luciferians do have a real deep understanding of the spiritual nature of our reality and they have a deep understanding of how natural law functions. They know all of these things that we've been talking about on the show. They also have a very deep understanding of the primal fears that are nested in man's psyche for thousands of years, which we've covered on this show. And they know the knowledge about how the human psyche and motivations work to the extent that they can manipulate through those fears. They are ultimately the mind controllers of humanity. 
the dark occultists at the highest levels are what I call dark Luciferians. They are people who have all of that knowledge and they have turned their backs on it. They have decided that it's too hard to do the great work of truly raising people and being an influence for them to come up in consciousness. So rather they decide the easier path, the left-hand path, is to keep them down, keep them manipulated so that they can be rulers in hell. They would rather have a trashed world with completely degenerated people in it that they rule over like a farm rather than doing the truly difficult work but ultimately much more rewarding of being an influence for others in consciousness to help to raise them up to a higher level and a higher vibration. So they have copped out. And ultimately, that's because they are lazy and they are fearful. They're not the, quote, Illuminati. The people who understand what we've been laying out on this show for a year and a half are the real Illuminati. They're the ones with the true light. Shining the light on the darkness of these darkly enlightened ones. The ones who are of the cult of the dark sun, the dark atonists, the dark Luciferians who have the people of a satanic mindset on their strings and are manipulating them like puppets. So I think that's where I'll leave this off and wrap up the concept of Satanism as the New World Order religion. Just think about it, folks, how many people actually subscribe to this ideology. They're all around us. They're everyday individuals who have been convinced that this is the way that they should be living. It's our goal to raise them up in consciousness and show them the error of their ways and show them that there is a way out, that they don't need to keep going down that path of suffering, that they can turn around and make a 180 degree uh, turnabout, like as did I, and turn toward the light and move toward it, move toward the truth and move toward uh, the essence of goodness and the essence of um, higher consciousness in this world. So I'll wrap, I'll wrap up there. And uh, we still have a couple of callers on the line. Let's get to them. And then I want to make a couple of statements about um, the, the podcast that's going to be going up and a couple of changes about the podcast. And um, uh, I want to talk about some of the documents that I'm going to be posting with the podcast for this week. So that we'll, we'll wrap, up, wrap up the show with that. But we have a caller on the line. Caller, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hello, Hello? caller. Yes, you're live. Oh, yes, hi. Um, my name is Karen. I'm calling from Philadelphia. Hey, Karen, how are you? I've been listening to your show for quite some time now. And, Great. um, yeah, um, uh, and passing the word around, um, about your show. Fantastic. Um, I was really blown away this past week with this, uh, uh, the human-animal, um, splicing and uh, the revelation that they've been doing it for the last 30 years sure. uh, in Great Britain. And they have uh, these human beings that have like 20% animal uh, DNA from goats to pigs to cows to That's right. insects. Cross species and they're in chimeras. artificial wombs. Yes, cross species, cross species chimeras. They've been creating this for yes. many years. It's, it's part of their eugenics agenda, actually. Yes, but they're saying just the opposite, that they're, they want to grow these extra organs and limbs for human beings who need livers. Like I saw a picture of this 
of this mouse that had an ear, a human ear on the side of it. And I just want to, want to ask a question to, to you and to everyone listening out there. You know, I, I know that the Catholic Church is duplicitous in, in a lot of ways, but where is their voice now, yeah. you know, in well, terms of eugenics I'll tell and you, in terms I'll, of this I'll tell you exactly abomination? Where, I'll tell you exactly where it is. Their voice is the same place that it was during the Nazi regime around World War II. It's the, the exact same place. Look into the connections between the Vatican and the Nazi empire, and you'll understand a whole lot about where the highest level religionists of this world, where their loyalties lie. And you'll find a lot of connections between that hierarchy and the satanic slash Luciferian hierarchy. And that's a disturbing place to go, but if you really want to be enlightened about what major world religions are all about, you need to take up a study of the interconnections between the so-called religion, religions of this world, the religious hierarchies, and the satanic networks that ultimately are controlling and manipulating through those religions. So, great call. Alright, I think that's all the calls I'm going to take. I'm going to take this last minute or so to wrap up uh, and talk about uh, the podcast. I'm in the process of moving all of my podcasts over to the What on Earth is Happening server because they were previously hosted on TalkShoe. Uh, I want to really move them over to my site so that they have a permanent home there and I'll probably not be uploading any more uh, uh, podcasts to the TalkShoe uh, servers for people who may have been following at that um, location, which is where I used to do the podcast from when it first started. So that'll take a little bit of time. Uh, I'm going to transition that over. Uh, podcast uh, from now on will be uploaded to the What on Earth is Happening website itself and not downloaded from an alternative location. So we'll need to see how that goes as far as bandwidth load and things like that go, but I think the server is up to it, so I don't think there should be much of a problem there. Um, the next thing I want to say is I'm going to be going on vacation with Barb for the next couple of days. So if my podcast for this week is up a little bit late, please uh, give me some leeway on that. I'm taking a, a couple of days vacation time uh, in the summer here. And um, uh, with the podcast, I will post many books and pamphlets on this topic, especially a document that explains the, the introductory process or the, uh, the application to the Church of Satan, and I'll be posting documents about the Church of Satan, the Temple of Set, and other uh, Satanic and Luciferian organizations out there. So do further reading and research on your own, and you'll get a better understanding about what this ideology truly entails. That's all we have time for this week, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll we see you next week. We all know that Berkey Water Purification.